This is Bones88 from the Yavin 4 and the Valley of the Sith Lords, and you are listening to the Escape Podcast. This episode was recorded in front of a live Twitch audience. Be safe, and may the Force be with you. Take her away, boys. One is a Grand Arena Specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The Escape Pod Cast, a service of the Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Air and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast. It's back, baby. The return of Grand Arena has arrived. Some very, very interesting matchups have occurred. And some very fun ones as well. I got paired up against someone with all six Galactic Legends to my three. I thought you only had two. Well, I may have unlocked Kenobi and ultimated him right before lock-in. Nice. Uh, There is a flaw in Grand Arena scoring, though. But it won't be for too much longer, as CG just today made an announcement regarding it. You wanted me to find someone for this week's interview, right, Paul? Yes, uh, but did you? Because, I mean, I do have that on standby. No, 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 no. I found someone I think you're going to love, a fellow fan of the blue-skinned Chiss Ascendancy. Okay, you had my interest. Now you have my attention. Katar Chen, Kit R. Chen, for those that didn't quite hear clearly, joins us and talks about starting uh, her switch to Twitch, as we did almost two years ago. Very nice. Very nice. Nice job, Neil. But uh, the series finale of Helly and the Noob, you heard me right, series finale of Helly and the Noob will replay once again tonight. Patreon's choice on the bridge, as well as our season's greetings. And with this being our last live show of the season tonight, don't worry, guys. We'll still have some new material for you in the next coming weeks. Which all leads up to the season five finale on the Escape Pod cast. This and breaking news as and if it happens right here on the Escape Pod cast. Escape Pod Cast News. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Escape Pod Cast. I'm your host, the Nev, and as always, I'm joined by my hetero life partner, Paul Anthony. Paul, how are you doing today? It is a great day to do a podcast, Neil. I'm excited. It's I'm on the verge of a, of a holiday, a work holiday. Next week, we're going to knock out some recordings. We're going to finish up the year. We're going to finish up mm-hmm. this season of the show. I'm excited, and I hope everybody else is excited as well. Yes, the holiday time is upon us. Yeah. It's, it's- the winter holidays are here. <laughs> so, Neil... This this week's pretty much your week. I mean, you got an early Christmas present. 
Yes, yes. It's a good, good, it's good week. To, good week to be me. It's a very good week to be me. Standard week, really. Um, you know the usual. GAC's back on. Yeah, you got yeah. So you got your GAC is back on, which is always good. Uh, I mean, conquest is on for those that like conquest. Still dead to me. Some We've only got three days running. of that, though. Yeah, that's almost over, which will be nice. And then it'll be, it's just going to be all GAC all the time. But uh, yeah, yeah, I've, uh, it's been, it's been a pretty good, it's been a pretty good week for me. Yeah. Must, must admit I'm enjoying it. How was, I, I mean, let's, let's just go ahead and dive into it. We'll get, we'll get to the Omicrons later on, um, but let's dive into it. What was your experience with the first week of the new GAC? Well, I got, I mean, it's, it's not too bad. Uh, when I got the group, um, I was, uh, uh, when I got the group, I was a little bit, Ooh, what's going to happen here? Because there's, uh, it's definitely the toughest group of eight I've ever been placed in, uh, roster wise, maybe not necessarily game wise, but roster wise, definitely. Uh, my round one opponent had a very, very good roster, but they're not, a, they're not a gacker. So the old GAC, they didn't really have a history. So I wasn't sure if they were going to come and play, if they were going to, you know, jump in um, and actually do it. Uh, as it turned out, they didn't. They didn't even bother setting anything on the back. They didn't set any fleets and they only set one squad on the back. So it was pretty much a gizzit for me. They also DNS'd. Um, round two opponents looking good. They've set a really, really nice, tough defense. It's going to be a challenge. Um, was expecting a Ray and Prey. It, they didn't do that. So looking looking forward to a good old-fashioned efficiency battle. That was looking good. Unless Oops. it's in the back. Yeah, unless it's in the back. I, I, but they, they didn't put anything in front that's going to... See, the, the re, I don't think there's anything. I don't think that the Ray is on the back because they haven't laid the trap for a Ray on the back. So they haven't put squads on the front to make me use the characters I would you know, to force me to use the characters that I would need for a ray on the back. So there's nothing in there that requires gas or JKL or JML. There's nothing there at all on the front that requires those characters. In fact, they're very, very easy. Geos, there's a geo counter in there. There's a bounty hunter in there. Uh, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of, you know, th there's no, th there's no trap that. And that's what makes me think that my opponent is going for efficiency because of the lack of really, really good teams uh, on the front. They've saved their, you know, unless they're putting all their good teams on the back, they've saved their good teams um, for an efficiency battle. And that's what I think. I think they've looked at my history. They've realized putting Ray on defense is futile because I always beat it. Um, and they've just thought, to the, well, I'm not going to bother wasting my Ray. This guy can get past them. I'll save my Ray. I'll put, a moderate defense down and we'll, we'll go toe to toe. So that's what it's going to be. Toe to toe. Different story completely on the seven mil all account, completely different kettle of fish round one. My poor opponent had one GL. I had three. Um, and yeah, so that, that was pretty much a gizzit. This opponent, <laughs> the weird thing is my current round two opponent on the seven mil all account also has three GLs. They haven't put any of them on defense. None of them. Not one of them is on defense. Okay, my opponent has Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, I, I I just pulled pulled it up here. 
The top is Karth, a Padme team, a loose Padme team, because it's got Ayla, Mace, JKA, and it's got Qui-Gon, but Qui-Gon is not in the leader slot, Neil. All right. And that's where his Omicron Omicron. is, but he spent the Omicron. Okay, so, well, clearly this is someone that doesn't know how to use an Omicron, because the Omicron only works with him in the leadership slot. Correct. And on the bottom, I don't see any GLs yet. I have Grievous. I've got a Newt with Nest. I've got a First Order team. And I've got a JTR team. Okay. But that was my, this is my second round opponent. My first round opponent, Neil, placed... Or, or had six GLs, as I said in the open. Had six GLs. They have Executor. Or do they? Why are they in 25th right now in Fleet? Oh, they didn't have Executor. But they had all six GLs. And Neil, I won my first round. Yeah, you got you got lucky. You got an auto deploy, didn't you? I got an auto deploy, so I clear. I used my GLs. I cleared cleared out the bottom. Hey, it, it, d- dude, enjoy them while they happen because this month is the only month you're going to get auto deploys. Because all these people that are auto deploying are going to get relegated to a rhodium at the end of this month. They're all going to get relegated to a rhodium at the end of this month. So enjoy the auto deploys and the DNSs while they happen. Because yeah, um, all, all those, all the DNSs and all the auto deploys that, that started with a specific skill rating, they're going to have the exact same skill rating at the end of the month, which is going to put them in the bottom ten percent. They're all going to get relegated. So yeah, enjoy it while you can. I, I'm I I'm going to, especially because you know I've kind of put myself back on the uh, back on the watch list by rejoining GA Center. <laughs> So you're gonna have to put yourself in the spreadsheet this week. Oh, I'm not on the spreadsheet. I'll have to. Not I'll, yet. No, I'll make sure I'm in. Yourself on the spreadsheet. Yeah. But still, you know, I'm. I'm excited for this. It's going to be interesting to see if maybe I actually, you know, can turn it around playing against even opponents instead of. Even opponents in skill, instead of playing with people that just so happen to be in the same GP range. Mm, yeah. We'll have to see. Well, I mean, it, 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 it depends. It's, it's a wait and see. I mean, I've got one account in Kyber 2, one account in Kyber 4, and one account in um, Erodium 3. And I won all three of my first round matches. Well, I'm hoping to do the exact same thing again in round two, but it, it's it's a complete and a mixed bag. I mean, my, my five the, my five mil account, uh, I haven't faced a GL yet. My round two opponent doesn't even have double digit relics, single digit relics. That they've got a roster. I swear to God, they have. It's a proper. It's a full on collectors. It's a proper collectors. They've got like everything, at either gear eleven or gear twelve. So, um, yeah. Welcome to my world. That's what I do. (laughs) That's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting one that, but, um, no, it's, uh, 
I'm I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it. I'm really really looking forward to it. Round two is going to be a good one. I'll uh, I'll get my um uh, I'll probably get my rounds out of the way um, tomorrow before midday. I'll try and do them before midday tomorrow. But um, yeah, look at really really looking forward to my main tomorrow. Um, if I can get the <laughs> here's the thing. If I get the win there, my group. Um, like I said, I got a little bit lucky. There are. There's one person with three GLs in my group, three people with two GLs, three people with one GL, including me, and one poor schmuck with no GLs at six mil GP. I imagine they're probably going to finish somewhere towards the bottom. That's just the way I think things are going to happen. But if I win this round, in all likeliness, I'm going to face the three GL in the uh, in the final so have, do they be... have a win did you check the wins of your pod yeah they, they have yeah they have a win okay they have a win so they're not on the they are a three gl player then that you know so it's going to be interesting my mods are better than them i've already checked my mods against them they've got more um uh six dot mods they've got more six e um a uh, hell of a lot more six e mods six dot e mods than me um, but when it comes to the speeds, I've got twice as many 10s, twice as many 15s, four times as many 20 um, plus 20s. So I'm kind of hoping that my speed is what um, helps me out because my CLS and my Darth Revan and my gas are all superior to theirs. And I'm expecting them to keep theirs for offense because I genuinely, th- I think they'll put their GLs on defense. So I'm, I'm going to, uh, if I face them in the final, I'm going to play a two ter- I, I will go for a two territory strategy because I'm not going to be able to beat three GLs. I'm not, it's just not going to happen. It is not going to happen. I will take out their JMK and I could take out their slacker, but I'm probably not going to take out their, um, their JMK. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they put, the um the the jmk on one and that they put the slacker and the jml on the other because i know i can take them out wolfell says single tap the jml and i'll double tap the slacker wolfell says i don't get how the skill rating will work if you have no chance and go zero and three because of being way mismatched when old style you could get you could have gotten a win or two so you rank lower just because of cg's matchmaking it's going to be messy Hmm. it is going to be messy this first go around because they started everybody on even playing field (laughs) it's if you said we're going to take we're going to take everybody in the world and we're going to have them do a 100-meter dash. In lane two, you have Usain, you know, Usain Bolt. In lane three, you've got an 80-year-old grandmother who needs a walker. It's going to happen. We're going to see this. But... Yeah, Wolf. I think where Wolf is missing the point with the matchmaking is, yeah. You, you, you could go 0-3 this week. You could totally go 0-3 this week. Guess what's going to happen next week? You are going to be in a group of eight with every single person that went 0-3. So your second week, all of the people that are in your group of eight will have gone 0-3. All of them. 
because they're all going to have the exact same skill rating as you. So if you go 0-3 in week one, you're going to be facing people that were in exactly the same boat in week one, but you'll be the, in the same boat as them in week two. So no, and, and those everybody that went 0-3 knows that only one of them, one of that, one of those group of eight, only one of those group of eight is going to finish the end of week two, 0-6. So, you know, a couple of people are going to be one and five, a couple of people are going to be two and four. And, you know, one lucky SOB is going to be three and three at the end of week two. That's just the way it is. And some things will six, never change. Some, yeah. And if you're 0 and 6, if you're 0 and 6 at the end of week two, guess what? In week three, you're going to be in a group of eight with other people that went 0 and 6. That's the way that the matchmaking is, is, is designed. You're always going to be in a group of people that finished the same as your, you know, the same score. Uh, and this is why it's going to build, you know, so it's going to be, you know, 10 months from now, you're going to have people with, you know, 15 and 20 something, whatever it is at that, right? And at the start of the week, every, if you're 15 and 20 or 15 and 30 or whatever it is, and you start that week, everybody that is in that group with you is going to have the exact same uh, win-loss and skill ratio as you because the, the skill rating that they have is going to match what the win-loss ratio is. The, the, there may be a few tweaks here and there. Uh, I, I'll give you an example. Um, I scored 42 skill rating points for my win, but I got a full clear in round one, whereas Fortmore got the win, but he didn't get a full clear. He only got 37 skill rating points. So Let's see what there I is going to be... Let's, There's going to be a little bit of wiggle room there, mate. How do how do I know what what my skill rating was at first? It's, it's it, it, I mean, you you were Kyber one, right? Yeah. What what's your GP? Uh, my GP was seven point uh, five. Yeah. Okay. Then you're going to be a thirty eight ten. Okay, so a thirty eight ten is what I started at. Looking at GAC right now. How am I a thirty-eight ten when um, when I'm now a thirty-six eleven? Then you didn't start, you didn't start at thirty-eight ten. Let's have a, let me have a look. The word no, I, 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 I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up here. I was up at the okay. very top when when I put in the skill rating proof into. The okay, so so you you probably started at thirty-five sixty-nine. Yeah, going back to going back to take yeah, a so look you, here so you started at th so what's your skill rating now i started at 35 69 i'm at 36 yeah. 11 and i only cleared the two bottom yeah so, so i gained one from the other i gained 42 i gained 42 yeah. points yeah so same as me so but I, you I full beat, cleared you know, i full cleared yes but you full cleared, full cleared a cleared. team without you know, you didn't have to do as many battles because your opponent didn't set full defenses. No. I, I didn't have to do anything in fleet and I only had to beat one squad on the back. So, so I didn't actually have to full clear four territories. Well, let's, I might have got a better skill rating if I had to clear. Let's talk about this real quick because as far as scoring, your, your opponents just placed one group hi hollow table heroes we're aware that grand arena championship scoring is currently only awarding banners for unfilled defenses if the sector is completely cleared 
This is not intended, writes Crumb. In this updated format, Grand Arena is designed to give players a reason to deploy their roster. Unfilled defenses should count as victories for the attacker at the end of the round in order to prevent banner denial via all-or-nothing defenses, which Mm -hmm. your guy tried to do to you. We're investigating a fix to banner calculations, and we'll let you know in advance when this will be occurring. In the interim, players can deploy squads as they choose to the given to choose given the current unintended behavior. They are making this clear in the post as well, Neil. It is not an exploit, and it will not be punished. The current season will continue to ensure all players have access to their rewards, as well as continue continue gathering information to ensure the rest of GAC is working as intended. Thank you for your understanding. Yeah, the the way way that I see that is the the only way, I mean, it could be taken advantage of, but uh, the only people that could really, really take advantage of something like this would be people with high end GL squads. Let's take, let's, let's take a hypothetical. We'll take a hypothetical. Let's say somebody with six GLs, right? And they set two GLs, just two GL teams in each of the territories. So they don't set all 11 teams. They just set six. Unless you beat the GLs in each squad, Sorry, unless you beat the, the GLs in each territory, you will not get the gizits. So you won't get the you won't get the uh, the free ones for the missing squads unless you clear that territory. Right. That's the only way I see this being exploited by people is if somebody has six GL teams and they're going up against somebody else. Maybe they're going up against someone that only has four GLs and they think to themselves, well, I can save every single one of my non-GL teams for offense by just setting GL squads in territory. And then they get to save all of their other squads for offense. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the caveat to that being their opponent, especially on the, the, the two front ones where it would be four and four, they then know for a fact that they they can afford to use four squads because they will have taken into account how many offensive teams they've got. They can then um, comfortably double tap each of those GLs and get max banners, 69s from every single one of the, uh, uh, you know, the missing squads. Um so it could be advantageous. It could be disadvantageous. There's no way to know. And to be honest with you, I don't think anybody with six GLs would would risk it. Um, not not unless you've got like relic nine, you know, across the board for your GL teams. If you've got relic nine on your Vaders or relic nine on your JMKs, you're not going to risk just putting that GL down, knowing that your opponent has got three teams to then you know attack that GL. It, it's too big. A, it's doable. You could do it. And if it holds, your opponent's not getting anything for that territory. They're not getting the 69 from the, the missing squads. But it's a big, big risk. If you're asking me, it would be too big a risk to do. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It really is. Um, but we also it'll get resolved at the it'll get resolved at the yeah. end of this month. 
We also have to talk about the fact that there is a problem, in a way, that if you don't attack at all, you don't even get lost crystals. No, you don't get rewards. You do not get rewards. You must attack once in order to get rewards. I I don't know how I feel about that. It's It's making uh, someone do something that they may not enjoy to reap a reward that was taken from them. In Squad Arena, you were... Nothing's taken. It's not given. There's a difference between having something taken away and something not given to you because you did nothing. But it's still, it still remains the fact that you would have gotten crystals every single day from Squad Arena, no matter if you attacked in Squad Arena or not. Yes, it was part of the daily quests. That is true. But if you do do not attack in Grand Arena at all, then you you're missing out on those crystals that you would have gotten in Squad Arena. Now, it's very true. Von Vonator, one of our new followers, welcome to the show. Um, says it's a participation trophy. Okay. You're you're starting to change my mind here. But you still got a participation trophy even if you were sitting on the bench it, using the sports analogy here getting squad arena um payouts. So yeah, GAC is not squad arena. But they took crystals away from squad arena and put them in GAC. Mhm. Yeah. It's it's a new you, you got it's new it's a new format. The thing I, I I remember you know I've been part of conversations in circles with competitive gackers and the, the the one you know one of the bugbears is that people that do not compete and don't do anything and just just join and do nothing get rewarded for doing nothing. Okay, you, you, there's the you know if if you put the minimum amount of effort in you get rewards. Okay. So I think that the minimum effort of going in and just attacking once, I think the minimum effort is a good compromise to getting something. That, that, that I'm just that's what I'm saying. That you know, and that is my you know, obviously that is just an opinion. It's my opinion. I think it's a perfectly legitimate opinion that in order to get rewards, you have to do the bare minimum, and the bare minimum is one attack per round. No matter what, that's it. You know, a 24-hour period. Log in, click on GAC, click on your opponent, attack once, done. That's it, right? You didn't have to do that with Squad Arena, granted. If you didn't attack and didn't climb, you would just slowly go down and your rewards would get less and less and less and less and less and less and less. You know, you'd be getting 50 crystals a day, okay? You're getting more crystals per day. Even for the loss, you're still going to get more than 50 crystals, especially if you're in the higher leagues, if- right? So, so a minimum, uh, you know, a minimum ask of one battle 
per round in order to get, you know, get your awards. I don't think that that is too big a compromise to ask. I'm for, for, for people. I, I still think that they should get the loss crystals, but maybe they don't get the grand arena currency the, you know, what the, that currency you get from, from grand arena championships. I think take that away, but don't take away the crystals. And it what I I don't think that it was. You could tell me maybe somebody can point me out where where it was point uh, said. But the fact that if you don't attack, you don't get those crystals. I don't think that was ever communicated. Just like I don't think that it was ever communicated that you need a minimum of fifty banners in territory wars now in order to get rewards. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one coming either. And I've seen people that didn't get any territory rewards today. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Yep, I've seen that as well. I've heard that as well. And he, and here's the thing. Again, here's the thing. Again, CG are simply implementing a policy of we want. If you want these rewards. We want to see at least some participation with Grand Arena. The minimum participate, you know, the minimum amount of participation to get your rewards is one battle per round. So every 24 hours that GAC is on each round of 24 hours, you've got to attack once. And with um, Territory Wars, uh, you need 50 banners. So you either need to set a defense that gets you your 50 banners or half and half set, you know, four or five teams on defense and then get a couple of, you know, it's not hard to get 50 banners. It's not, you know, if you set, I mean, you get what, 20 banners, you get 20 banners for setting a defense. So if you set three defensive teams and don't attack, you get your rewards. If you set nothing in defense and do nothing on attack, you haven't participated. Why the hell should you get rewards? Okay. You, you, all right, so I do, once again, thank you, uh, Voninator. It is true. They did say it. It wasn't explicitly said in in the State of the Galaxy. Was it State of the Galaxy? Yeah, State of the Galaxy. But after they talked about the scoring changes, they did put here, players will need to achieve a minimum number of banner to earn rewards at different stages of the tournament. Minimum banners for a round is 10, event is 20, season is 20. So, all right. Minimum participation. Minimum participation was explained there, but yeah, the territory wars, that was not communicated. So... They uh, they say you only need one attack over the three rounds to get your rank rewards. For season, yeah. Um, for season, you need to attack twice during the season to get the rank rewards. Dicky Darkside side says if you're not getting fifty banners, your officers are going to have issues. That is that is true as far as territory war guilds go. Um, for some. And for example, in Yavin, uh, some people were on vacation. Uh, they placed, I think, two squads that we needed them to place on defense, and 
time got away and they weren't able to to attack so they only had 40 banners and they so therefore they didn't get any droid brains a little miffed about that overall um but at the same time we did we fought alpha um we fought alpha last territory war and got our butts handed to us neil so I mean, it it they had twice as many GLs and amazingly great um, coordination cleared us within twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, I, I I get I get with these new rules, these participation rules, in order to get rewards, um, it, you know, are going to irk people, and there will always, always, always be exceptions to the rule. There is always an exception to the rule. People with legitimate reasons for not being able to do this, and I 100% get that, right? But they're trying to come up with the, these participation rules to encompass as many people as possible. They're, they're not looking at the exceptions to the rule. They're not looking at the people that, you know, have exceptionally busy lies and couldn't do that one battle in that one 24 hour period of time. You know, now I'm, I'm quite comfortable saying that there are always going to be periods where people can't do anything. And then you're going to get the naysayers that say, give me a break. Are you saying that in a period of 24 hours, you can't do one battle? And my argument against that is, Yes, because there are always exceptions to the rule. There are always going to be people that cannot physically log in to the game in a 24-hour period and get that one battle off. But that's why there are exceptions to the rule. They are the exception. You know, they're not the vast majority of the player base. They are the exception. Um, and, and CG aren't going to change rules or, you know, accommodate the exceptions. They're making rules to accommodate for the larger player base. So it sucks for the exceptions. It really, really does. And I have sympathy for the exceptions, but the, the people that are the exceptions to the rule, they need to also understand that they are the exceptions to the rule and that the rules are made for the majority not for the exceptions yeah let's take a break real quick we're we've run a little bit over um but when we come back we're going to be talking about some nom 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 nomicrons for Hera and ipd Hmm. right after this these messages right here on the escape pod cast And Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. 
Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Followers, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena tracking box, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P A T R E O N dot com slash the escape pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to the Escape Podcast. We want you join the GAC chain gang today. This is the commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion and the leader of the GAC chain gang. I am sending out a call to action for any Swago content creators on Twitch who would be willing to broadcast their GAC attack rounds alongside some of our best, including Mr. Jigabachi, Dr. Zeppers, Rico1982, and the Bounty Honeys. What is the Chain Gang, you ask? We are an amazing group of content creators who are dedicated on streaming the Grand Arena Championship attack rounds on Twitch. The idea is to provide continuous content back-to-back from one streamer to the next and allow the viewers to enjoy more Swago content as well as enjoy the variety of streamers that are currently present in the group. If you are interested in joining the Chain Gang, please reach out to myself on Discord at AndyBees, hashtag 7465, or you can send us a message on our Twitter page at ChainGAC. Join us today. We have your back. The Escape Pod cast. And welcome back to the show, everybody. It's part de hot shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's not hot shot. Hold on, let me pull the chicken back. <laughs> chicken back. Uh, good, good reference. Good movie. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 not good movie. Funny movie, not good. There's a difference between something that's funny and something that's good, right? No. It can be funny uh, and bad. Okay. No, it can be funny and bad. Basketball. Right? Good movie? Basketball, good and funny. All right. Okay. Um, th- there are movies that are funny, but they are bad. You know, airplane because they're not good supposed movie? to be good. Good movie, of course. Good, good and funny. I'm just saying that there are funny movies that are really bad. Okay, cheesy as you you know, almost you know, cheesy as it. Rocky you know, as Horror. Movie. Good movie. Oh, good movie. Terrible oh, movie. No, 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 no. Rocky, Rocky, it's a, Rocky Horror is a musical. <laughs> it's not a movie. It's a musical. You wouldn't call Cats a movie. It's a musical. You wouldn't call. You don't want to see music, the Cats movie. A movie. That is a it's bad a musical. That is a bad movie. That is a ba- but Rocky Horror Picture Show is not a movie. It's a musical. There's a difference. It's like Earth Girls Are Easy. It's a musical. It's not a movie. It's a musical. There's a difference between movies and musicals. You would not call The Sound of Music or West Side Story a movie. They are musicals. Just because you're watching it on your TV from a DVD player does not make it a movie. It's a musical. Okay. There's a difference. Speaking of Rocky Horror, something we... Space Truckers is no, not funny or good. Okay. We've got the ashes going on. Speaking of 
Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. We we, okay, we need to make yeah. sure that England wins here, Neil. Yeah, England. I've already looked. We already lost the first. We already lost the first. I already owe Heinze a can of warm Fosters. I'm so not looking forward to drinking that. But can you explain to me what? I hate to say this number, four hundred and seventy three nine D. Did that mean Australia just decided to stop? No, no, no. D. The D means they declared. They declared. Yeah, which means uh, a team declares when they are pretty, you know, they're pretty damn sure that they can put the other the other team in and they're not going to score enough to win. See, the, the first innings. So England had to, um, with their score from their first innings and their second innings, beat that 400-plus score. Okay, so they declared for the entire... So they they declared that score at the end of their first innings. If England went past and then took the lead and scored another 400, Australia would have still had a second innings. Australia still does have a second inning or no. Yeah, they still yeah. No, no, no. Australia require I think Australia only required like 40 between 40 and 50 runs to win. So they had an entire innings to score less than 100. Okay. And that is why they won. Yeah. All right. So yeah, for, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about cricket. Uh, Neil, I, I'm one of the rare Americans that loves cricket, doesn't understand everything about it, but loves to watch it. And Neil's English. Do the yeah. math. And Thaddeus, Earth Girls Are Easy is a musical. It is a musical. It's got like it's got like a dozen musical numbers in it. For goodness sake, it's a musical. Because I'm blonde is a classic, classic song from that from 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 Earth Girls Are Easy. It's brilliant. It's awesome. How could you not? Oh no! It's just just shut up, Fad. It's a musical. <laughs> I don't care what you say. All right. Uh, Bone says curling is the best sport on earth. Curling is the best sport in the Winter Olympics. After hockey. No, it's not. No, after no, no, hockey. It's not. No, no, it's not. Luge is the best sport in the Winter Olympics. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll debate that in and, February and, when the Winter the Olympics come on, okay? And the ski jump. The ski jump and the luge because they are the two most dangerous sports. The dangerous winter sports, they're the ones that are the best because they're the ones that, you know, you'll die if you don't do it right. You can't die. You're not going to die from hockey. Oh, okay. I would. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying that it's not likely to occur. All right. And if the track designers do their do their job and put the proper safety things into place, just like having proper safety equipment when playing hockey, you're not going to die doing the luge. You, 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 hey, yeah, but if you don't do it right, you know, you're you're going at 200 miles an hour on a tiny little skeleton sled. If you come off that and hit a corner at 200, you're going to die. <laughs> it's going to hurt. And then you'll die. So you'll feel a lot of pain and then you'll hit a wall made of ice okay. at 200 mile an hour. Whole bunch of guys with knives on their feet hitting each other you fall down they're on their feet the the, 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 the the blades are on the ice they're not up in the air until you get hit 
Okay. Anyway, let's talk about the nom nom nomicrons for Harrison Dula and IPD. Hera is a territory war uh, leader Omicron. Yeah, essentially, I was a bit disappointed in that. I was hoping for a GA. It would it would have been nice, but seriously, seeing this when she uses backup plan, everybody. That is Phoenix. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. Not just one person. You don't have to select when it happens. Plus, the first time, um, the first time uh, another Phoenix ally falls below 50% health, Hera gains 80% turn meter. So she could possibly be recycling that backup plan over and over. Mm -hmm. Whenever Phoenix uses a special ability, all Phoenix allies are also gain 10% offense stacking until they're mm -hmm. defeated. Which is why I think that this Omicron should have been in GAC and not Territory Wars. But Territory yes, Wars... It, it, territory Wars is a guild-wide GAC. No, no, it, no, 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 it's it, no. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. No, it isn't. You, Territory Wars is not a guilt. It's not. There, there's a big old difference. I, do, I don't see a difference in this. You place teams, you attack, you you defend. It's pretty much the same thing. No, because the disparities make it completely unwinnable for certain teams against certain other teams. That happens in GAC. Yeah, no, that does happen in GAC. But if you play your cards right, and if you play strategically and tactically better than your opponent, you can defeat them. Fort Mort proved that the other night. He has one GL and he faced somebody with three GLs. He got the win because strategically and tactically he was superior to his opponents. Now, you do that, multiply that by 50. So 50 people with three GLs in their account and 50 people with one GL in their account. No, it doesn't matter what your strategy or your tactics are. The team with the lesser GLs are going to lose. They're just, it's just a fact of they are going to lose. So on the face of it, it may look similar. Yes, it's PvP, but in no way, shape, or form is it anything like a Team GAC because the matchmaking doesn't even come close for certain, you know, for some unlucky, for some unlucky guilds, it does not even come close. Sometimes you're facing 20, 30, 40, 50 more GLs. That is a big difference against someone that ha is having to compete against someone in GAC with maybe one or two more GLs than them. If you've got the strategic know-how, if you've got them, if you've got the, yeah, it can be done. And like I said, Fortmore did it two nights ago, three GLs against his one. He won. He did the right thing on defense. He did the right thing on offense. His opponent couldn't beat him and he got the win. I still I, I think if you had the exact same roster, let, let's let's per, for argument's sake, if they had that many Galactic Legends, let's multiply the disparity by fifty. 
If Fort Mort played every single roster the same way, did the same type of defense the same way, it's still... If you have a Territory War officer that thinks of it as a mega grand arena, then yeah, you're going to see that. If you've got... You know, if you're herding cats as a Territory War officer, it's not the same. There is also a disparity in Krakens versus Minnows versus free-to-play overall in a guild rather than in the GAC ranks. You're facing one-on-one, yes, but you could honestly pare down like the Sharks and the Jets and do the same thing in territory wars. Okay, I'll, I, I will. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll add a caveat to it. If you have a territory war officer with a GAC mindset, then maybe. So, if you had a territory war officer that gave that, that saw the saw the defenses down and knows exactly what every single person in his guild has in their roster and tells them exactly what to do and when to do it, then it would be like a team GAC with one person or two persons directing the uh, the battle. So, you know, two walls, you've got, let's say for argument's sake, it's all Phasmas in one wall um, and all GGs in another wall. The territory war, uh, you know, the territory war officer then looks at, right, okay, this is going to counter them. This is going to counter them. Instructions to the... Uh, you know, to the people in the get right, you've got you, you use this team against this one, you use this team against this one, you use this team against this one. Okay. That's but, but it would take a huge amount of coordination, a massive amount of coordination. And it would take everybody in the guild doing exactly what their territory war officer tells them to do. I've, I've never been in a guild where that level of commitment from a territory war officer or that type of organization. Has, has well, you, I mean, you're, you do see this. This is why in Hotbot they have requests to attack. You know, they this is why in Hotbot they have those things because Maw and Caw and Ba and Daw or whatever the hell uh, their names are nowadays. And it's worth it at that higher end. And, and I totally concede that at the very, very, very top end, something like that is worth it. And there are going to be territory war officers that specifically give very, very um, uh, direct instructions to individuals, right? Okay. We want you, I want you to use these two teams on this wall against two of the teams in this territory. And that's all you're going to do for now on that territory. And that's it. I mean, I'm, you know, most people are in guilds where it's like, right, okay, these are the two walls, attack these. And you might go in and use four squads, right? Four squads to be four identical teams. And then something will open up behind it. And you'll be like, oh, damn, I've used the counter for one of those teams. And, and, and that's what I'm talking about. If you've got 50 people in and you've got all of the squads there, you need that type of coordination that says, right, Every single person in the guild is going to use these two teams to attack one of each of these and nothing else. Once that territory has been cleared, you'll be given new instructions based on what's behind it. 
Okay, and I'm just and that that happens at GAC too. And also, if you're in those top end guilds, Neil, and I'm I'm using the the top end as an example, you need to place one, uh, one team in each territory. I've seen fifty out of fifty for every single zone coming out of those top teams. That is eight on defense. Uh, eight ground units on defense and two ships, which is essentially the front zones of Kyber and the ships. Mm -hmm. I just think it's 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 different. The, the the way that you strategize and the way that it's done in territory wars is is not as hands on as GAC. If if people were as hands on in territory wars as they were in GAC, then you know maybe I would look at it in a similar fashion. But, you know, it's oh, put, put these teams on defense and then when the offense starts, it's like, right, hit that wall. And that, that's it. That's all I get. Hit that wall. Not, oh, you've got, I know that you've got these teams. I want you to use these teams to hit these two teams. Okay, so I have seen, I, I will tell you this, I have seen that level of of interaction. So I stick by my my caveat my uh my my theory that territory wars is gigantic uh gac so team gac yeah team gac all right so we we covered that my thoughts on it it's a, it's a good it's a good buff i think we're gonna see ter uh some phoenix teams especially from people like me that love their Phoenix getting this Omicron for Territory Wars. And I hope that it has a good impact. Uh, Imperial Probe Droid, it's Territory Battles only, but we'll talk about it real quick and then we're going to begin to our break because we got a great, guys, we have a really, really fun interview coming up in a moment here. Um, while in territory battles, the Imperial Probe Droid loses all protection and gains that much max health, which means is that essentially, Neil, that it can self-destruct as soon as somebody tickles it. Mm -hmm. Because it needs to have lost health to self-destruct. Imperial Probe Droid can be revived after using self-destruct, and it ignores taunt. I love that. I love this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good one. At the start of each encounter, which that's every single wave, Imperial Probe Droid is revived with 100% health. When it yeah, uses self-destruct, the target enemy takes additional damage equal to 200% of the droid's max health, and other Empire allies gain offense equal to 300 until... And it stacks until they're defeated this is this is exactly this imperial probe droid is exactly what beginning territory battle people that happen to have omicrons should have in their roster i like it i i i i mean it, it's nice to have it but no one's going to use it because there are way way too many better options for your omicrons um i i can see people putting uh, i can see people spending the omicrons on their ipds um that have already relicked their ipd there used to be an off-meta counter that required the ipd and a lot of people i know a lot of gac a competitive gac 
uh, players that relicked their IPD specifically for that off-meta counter. Um, and then the, that off-meta counter got nerfed and they were stuck with a relic IPD that, you know, then was useless. So this is a vanity. This one is a vanity Omicron. This is like the Zeta Rose right now. I'm sure Omicrons will start to flow better as time goes on. Well, as long as, yeah, as long as they start, you know, as long as they start flowing a little bit better and they become a little bit cheaper um, and they become more available um, within the game. So like Zetas, you know, if you can start clocking up Omicrons like you, um, not at a same, not at the same pace as Zetas, but in a similar way to Zetas were, you know, four or five years ago, then yes. Uh, you know, so if, if, if it took someone, you know, a month, right? If, if it only took one month for you to save up the 20 necessary, then I, I could see at some point down the line, someone going, you know what? I've got a relic IPD. I don't mind throwing the Omicron on that because it will make doing the waves when I do um, uh, dark side T, uh, dark side GOTB, it'll make it easier with that Omicron because, you know, I can put Palpatine, Vader, um, Mara Jade and the IPD together. And it's pretty much going to be able to destroy um, all four waves of phase four. Um, with a you know with a fifth um, with a fifth empire person in there, yeah. so I can I can definitely see somebody doing it, but not until the omicrons become more uh, readily available, um, and it, they're new at the moment, so it'll take them a while to add them to other areas. Yeah, but I can definitely it's something that it's something that I think that they would put in like challenge tier three. So challenge tier three. Oh, oh. You know, let's throw a couple. Let's throw a couple of. Let's throw a couple of omicrons. In Assa- challenge tier Assa- three. Assa- well, assault battles. You mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Assault battles. Uh, it's not something I think they're going to do immediately, but it's not some. It's it's definitely something I can see them doing later on down the line because they know that people would still have to invest here and there in squads because I mean m- most people can do one and two, but not everybody can do three. I, lo- I like uh, I, I like this a lot, Neil. I like this I am, idea I in, a lot. Yeah. I am in that boat. I can do one and two on most of the assault battles, but there's only one or two that I can do tier three. I can do the Jedi one and I can do the rebel one. I can, you know, so I can complete tier three and I can't even three star it. You know, I still got three star. So it, it's something that I can see further down the line. Conquest, um, I can see conquest you them. do, especially if you've bought in the the pass. Yeah, I, I think that you know I've already gotten mine. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that uh, I think that Omicron's for the the last box of conquest tier three of the you know the the um, the assault battles. They, they'll roll them out in other ways. They'll add those rewards in. Um, they're they're yeah. going to have to if they really really want people to take up this Omicron thing. You know that. It would behoove CG to throw them in there as rewards for the extra hard stuff that people have to do. And right. and let's be honest, you know, tier three is a hard one. All right. We got to take a break because we got to okay. get to the interview because every everybody needs to meet this streamer. I am dead mm-hmm. serious. You have found gold, Neil. And I look forward to everybody meeting her coming up in just a moment. After story time with Uncle Thad about Starkiller, 
on the Escape Pod cast. HotBot and Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena tracking box, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. The Escape Pod, cast for kids. It's really cool. Hello there, Padawans, and welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Thad on The Escape Pod, cast for kids. I can't be the only one excited to talk about today's character. We've been building to this moment for the past month, and to be totally honest, I am very excited to finally be able to talk about Starkiller and where in the legends his kit actually comes from. It seems like all the great Sith in Star Wars have a solid number two. Not some weak, runny piece of crap, not some turd that they're really reliant on, but a solid, firm, tough number two. A person who runs errands for them, someone who can carry out their bidding. These number twos were always there, ready to make a mess at their master's wishes. Sometimes they were given the rank of Darth, sometimes they were like ghosts. Some Sith had more than one number two. You could say their number twos were constantly flowing like a geyser of disposable twos that could be flushed when they were no longer needed. The best example of this was with Emperor Palpatine himself. Big Papa Palps had Darth Maul, Count Dooku, and Vader, and those are just the characters in canon. When you go into Legends, you can run down the list of a whole slew of other people. One of the most well-known number twos in Star Wars Legends is Galen Merrick. Codenamed Starkiller, Merrick was born on the planet Kashyyyk in the aftermath of the Clone Wars. He was a Force-sensitive human born to parents, both of whom were former members of the Jedi Order. 
Vader was sent to the Wookiee homeworld to eliminate the fugitive Jedi. And when he sensed the raw power that was Galen Merrick, he just had to have the boy. Like many number twos before him, Starkiller was trained in the ways of the Sith, growing to believe that it was his destiny to help his master overthrow his master so he and his master could rule the galaxy together as master and apprentice. Starkiller was kept a secret and became Vader's personal assassin. One of his duties was to eliminate the surviving Jedi in the galaxy. This sent him to face off against the likes of Jedi masters like Rom Koda, Kazdan Paratus, and Shock T. I love Kazdan Paratus. He's like this little spider monkey dinosaur who just kind of scurries around from place to place. But during these missions, he fought Sarlax, brought down Star Destroyers with the Force, and he fell in love. Oh, and he played a pretty big role in the creation of the Rebel Alliance. Accompanied by his faithful droid Proxy, designed to train him by trying to kill him at any chance he got, and his Imperial love interest, Juno Eclipse, which is, let's face it, an amazing name, Starkiller's story is one of the most interesting to come out of Star Wars gaming in the mid-2000s. With that, let's take a look at his kit and see how it measures up to his story in Legends. Let's start off his kit discussion by reviewing his tags. Starkiller is a dark side, unaligned, force-using attacker. While he was Vader's number two, he was never really an Imperial. His entire existence was kept a secret. The lack of affiliation has the potential to have him play well with other unaffiliated force users. But these tags also leave capital games open to adding a second star killer to the game, one that has been redeemed. One of the things that makes Starkiller such a fun character to play in The Force Unleashed was the mix of martial attacks with Force Lightning. His basic attack blends these two aspects of his fighting style seamlessly. His first special ability is one we saw him use a ton in The Force Unleashed. But what I love about Boundless Force Throw is that he summons a trash can to throw at his enemies. Who among us hasn't wanted to throw a trash can at someone? I, I want to throw trash cans at people, like, all the time. Now, I want to say this about this ability, and I do believe this is a missed opportunity for Capital Games. They could have easily replaced that trash can with a gonk droid. And let's face it, throwing a gonk droid would have been amazing. Now, remember how I said earlier that Starkiller once br brought down an entire Star Destroyer and with just the Force and his bad self? Yeah, so they added that to the game. But, but you can only do it once, so yeah. Apparently there aren't that many starter stories in the in the space. Now his last special ability needed to be in the game. From the beginning of Force Unleashed until the very end, we see Starkiller simply exploding with the Force. And as far as the effects of this ability in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, I think CG really did Force Repulse justice. Now, Starkiller's two unique abilities really highlight the potential the young apprentice had in the Force. He was capable of performing amazing feats of strength, as well as control controlling an insane amount of the Force. But he was always torn, his connection to the light, and was never fully extinguished. This leads to his eventual return to the light. And with that, my friends, 
That's all for me this week. Tune in next week for more story time with Uncle Thad on the Escape Podcast for Kids. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways. All for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the Escape Podcast and grab a Team Neil, Team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Pod cast. Receiving incoming transmission. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This week's guest is someone that is a YouTuber, but they are making the switch to Twitch. Paul, introduce our guest to the viewers for uh, this week. I am very, very excited to do this. Our next guest is an amazing player who just recently, as Neil said, made the switch to Twitch. She is a Belarusian immigrant to the U.S. who is also an amazingly talented scientist. They have the brains to understand the kits of this game better than 75% of the people I know and probably you know. They're also an amazing artist, and I'm going to call it right now. They are going to be the next big Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes streamer if I've ever seen one. Padawans, I present to you for your consideration, Kata. How are you, Kata? Oh, very good. Thank you. Thank you for that very sweet introduction. <laughs> yeah, this. So, <laughs> go let's ahead, get Neil. Stuck in. Let's get. Let's get stuck in. So, I was rooting around in YouTube looking for some people, and I came across your account. And the first thing that struck me was that you love GAC. You love GAC. Um, and when I started chatting with you about coming on board the show, you were like, oh, okay. Oh, this sounds fun. This sounds exciting. So, uh, um, and that was when I was able to convince you to switch to Twitch. Um, but there was something that you said that really, really made you want to switch to being a live streamer as opposed to just a 
a, a content creator, a pre-recorded stuff that you would put on your YouTube channel. And that was the, uh, uh, you like the banter with the community. How much are you looking forward and how much are you enjoying that since you've uh, made the, uh, the leap? Oh, and then I we'll mean, let Paul ask the boring questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, honestly, just in general, not just for GAC, but um, my whole reason for even continuing to play this game um, is basically the community because, you know, you get to have all these really awesome interactions with the people, get to, you know, go through the hurdles with them together, you know, celebrate the accomplishments together. Um for a while, I've been just streaming my GACs together in my server, you know, just with the friends and, you know, kind of that that's just really exciting. You know, you get to yell and scream when something goes wrong or something goes right. And it's just it's fun. It's it's really good fun. <laughs> yeah, I saw you having fun with the nest in Conquest the other day. You took oh, Nest yeah, down yeah. to like 13 <laughs> percent. Oh, um, I took her was... down all the way to zero. We ran uh, that whole team uh, of smugglers at 1% stamina and it still worked. <laughs> it still worked because yeah. you know the science. So, okay. Okay. I, 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 start with a fun question to start. Paul, ask the boring question. <laughs> <laughs> well, people want to get to know the people that we talk to. So the first question is how big is the account? How big is my account? Okay. So it is, a bit over point uh, five point one uh, million GP. So a rhodium. Um, yes. When initially the whole event started, I was a rhodium four, and I still am. Although technically my bracket now, I think I would be in a rhodium three. I basically bloated up my roster with some of the um, SLKR requirements, and that <laughs> just you know, gave it a boost. But, but that's nice. <laughs> so, um, how long have you been playing this game? Great question. So it's going to be um, almost three years soon. Okay, so uh, three years and five mil. Yeah. I smell aquatic. I, I, I have I, never spent a single cent, and I am. Uh, this is the like. This is the thing I'm most proud of. I swear to God, I have never spent a single cent on this game. <laughs> no wonder that Neil likes you. <laughs> free to play free to play all the way <laughs> not even a gift card you haven't even been you know you haven't even said oh thanks for the itunes gift card and bought crystals no not really that's the thing well first of all not no really given itunes gift cards so maybe that's why <laughs> see that that gets that gets you stamped that gets that's got that gets your free to play card stamped unfortunately <laughs> even if it's free even if it's gifted it's it's you know um, an iTunes gift card puts crystals in your uh, coffers and those crystals can be spent on things. So you're not free while you are free to play technically because you've never personally spent. You've been gifted cards. Mm -hmm. um, that means you have a free to play card, but it's got a little hole punched in it, which <laughs> indicates that other okay. people that other people have spent money on your account. So you are free to play, but other people have gifted stuff. To so you. Neil, oh, I said it's I, nice I'm going to give you this one that she is free to play, but I'm still claiming that we, that they're not, you know, you don't have to, to chop her head off. She's not Highlander. There cannot be only one, you know, th there can be more than one in this situation. 
Yes. All right. So, okay. So um, three years. You've been playing for three years. Um, you haven't been playing since day one. Um, what was it that brought you to the game? How? how what was it? What was the? Uh, uh, what was the deciding factor three years ago that got you involved? Because clearly, you're a Star Wars fan. You are clearly a Star Wars fan. Oh, this is yeah, I absolutely am. And uh, I was hoping you would ask this question because the story is actually pretty fun. Yay! Um, so <laughs> uh, basically, at the time that I got into the game, before I got into it, I've gotten into must have been about a year since I've got like hardcore into Star Wars, but also I've got really hardcore into Star Wars books and really, really into Thrawn. And this one time I was on the commuter rail and, you know, just kind of like, you know, being very tired, you know, it's a long day. I'm just standing there and I see a dude like, you know, a grown up man, not like not a kid, whip out his phone and I can see with my own eyes the freaking chimera on his screen was like, oh, what is this game that has the chimera? I need it. I, I need, I need, I don't even, I don't care what the game is. I don't know how to even play. I got to check it. I got to find it. I got to find a way to get me a chimera. Ah. So basically that's what happened. I got the game and my first task was like, okay, I just got to figure out how to get myself thrown and the chimera. Thankfully at the time, that was a really good direction to go in general in the game. <laughs> yeah. Phoenix. Phoenix was a good yeah. direction. Yeah. Three years ago, that, that, you know, three years ago, that was the rule. You went down. Phoenix was the route. Phoenix mm -hmm. was the route. So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. how long did it actually take you? Because obviously you were Jones. You know, you picked up the game. You started an account and you're like, how do I get it? How long did it take you? Because <laughs> oh. you must have just you must have been going balls out to try and get it. Well, see, that's the thing. When I first downloaded it, I actually got so intimidated. I had no idea what this is. This was the first time I was even playing this sort of a game. I've never really, I, I didn't know, it was like, oh, what these characters have stats. I didn't even know, like, I, I used to think that that whole, I didn't understand the turn meter thing. I used to think that everybody just goes in order, like in a particular order that is just the same for everybody. It was like, I, I got, it, it got me so confused. And then eventually when I started talking more to people like i started getting a little bit bored with the game and then i realized there's game chat it was like oh and i started talking to people and that's exciting and then once i started talking more i've started learning more about the games like oh wait a minute i can't just get thrown i have to farm these characters and i have to do all this and there's you know resource management is a huge part of the game and that kind of got me very interested because i really like this sort of um you know um resource management like planning in excel figuring out what i need how to um, spread out my currency and all these things like that kind of got me into it so i would say that whole process probably maybe took hmm, about six months i would say maybe a so, bit less so, i don't so know you picked up the game remember. and by the sixth month point you, that's that's you you were hardcore swagger i would say yeah <laughs> love it I, I love this story deal <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you found this this player, man. This is great. Um, so, what got you into Star Wars in the first place? I, oh, then, so, this is even better. Yeah, I, I mean, so so you're seeing the Chimera on a cell phone from across the subway. Yeah, and. So how did you, I mean, I'm, obviously you watched Rebels, you know, the Chimera. Mm -hmm. 
what so yeah what started yeah. this obsession because we all have it okay so i have never been a star wars fan since you know like the hardcore fans that grew up with it and all of that i just i have i have the earliest memory is that my dad took me to see phantom menace and i did not understand anything except that i cried when qui-gon Jin died I, I i got attached to him for some reason but I, aside from that like that's that's about it um and then at one point, once I started working at my company, uh, or the, the, the biotech company where I work, uh, they, the group that we were into, the next generation sequencing group, all these people seem to be really into Star Wars. I'm like, it's got to be something about this thing that people are really into. And then we all went to see um, The Last Jedi in a theater. And it's odd because a lot of people don't like that movie, but... I was absolutely blown away. I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. This is so cool. I loved it. So that's like, I tell people, I was like, yeah, The Last Jedi got me into Star Wars. And so you watched episode, so you watched The Phantom Menace and <laughs> The Last Jedi before you watched the original trilogy. Yes. Oh yes. my. <laughs> that, that, is, that is like the most backwards Star Wars, Star Wars so fan I think I have ever come across. That is, that is like the most backwards way I have ever heard of somebody ever but, getting into. I mean, obviously, you've watched all the movies now, haven't you? You've obviously watched all of the movies now. Mm -hmm. You just haven't watched all of the movies as much as, you know, a hardcore Star Wars fan because you haven't well, seen. Well, she can still a be a hardcore Star, Star Wars, Wars fan, fan. Neil. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, oh my God, you, you, you I said you haven't been, I said she hasn't been a hardcore Star Wars fan as long as okay. other hardcore Star Wars fans. Definitely. Yeah. No, I'm so, very um, fresh. So, so, obviously, so like, so episode one, then, um, uh, then the, um, the last Jedi, obviously then you've now gone and watched all of the movies. Uh, yep. what about the, what about the books? comics the games oh, extended, actually, the extended universe stuff video games right. books comics so the comics i've never really got much into however the books i'm really into the books if, any, if anything i would say i actually enjoy the books way more than i do uh the movies especially timothy zahn yeah. his thrawn stuff the ascendancy stuff the, the original trilogy you have read the thrawn original trilogy i have yes mm-hmm the, the, uh, yes, the, Neil. The Star Wars, the, the Star Wars Bible, basically. Yes, I've read all of the. Uh, I've read. I've read the trilogy. I've read the duology. The duology, um, yeah. The duology was what made me realize how much I love Thrawn because when you know they revealed that the guy who's that is actually not Thrawn was like, wait a minute, oh, I actually wanted Thrawn. I'm really sad now. <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil. Don't spoil the latest uh, in the Ascendancy series for me. But well, yeah, I won't. It's it's a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm probably the best book so, so far. As, you know, as I, as I was showing the uh, chat, you know, I, I'm 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 waiting to read it. I'm I'm almost finished with Greater Good. I have to get to Lesser Evil, and that's my goal by the end of the year. Now that I have time off work, is to finish Very these nice. two books. Um, but it's the the fact that we had a rebirth of Thrawn. Your Discord name is Isri who is a yeah. character uh, mm -hmm. from the new from the new Thrawn trilogy. Mm -hmm. Neil, I still highly recommend this. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I've told you I Why love not? 
get get into how about how about not the not the empire thrawn but get the get the backstory of thrawn in the ascendancy series arulani is great the thing is there's so many characters in it that are great it's not just thrawn but the problem is if you i don't know if if i would recommend I, I, i love timothy's own characters are awesome okay mm-hmm. i mean my, i mean i i know that you're 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 a big thrawn fan personally i still think his greatest creation was mara jade she was cool she she's the best character that timothy's on has ever created she's the most awesomest character ever until you meet arlani i think she's on par i'm just saying i don't know if i would go that far mm. i don't know arlani's cool but i don't know i would i'm not gonna spoil anything about the ascendancy but i'm gonna i'm gonna say something that um you know the ship that they fly the spring the spring hawk yeah there is the problem there because you know very huge like physics problem there is no way absolutely in the physical universe that that uh, ship can carry the weight of Samacro and Thalius's gigantic balls. <laughs> it is absolutely impossible. And you will see exactly what I mean. <laughs> see, I, I've not read the book, so I don't get that reference, which is why I'm not exactly. laughing now. Well, Paul shouldn't get it either because he hasn't he hasn't really no um, they've used they've used them in in in, uh what do you call it they've used them in the first two books well yeah yeah i mean but like uh i mean it's you know i i really enjoyed thalius i really enjoyed her a lot because like it's one thing to just kind of you know a random person to go up against like a friggin syndic but Let's that's that's say, exactly where I'm at in in greater good, by the way. You, you so you didn't spoil anything there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyway, I won't say anything. Just yeah, just read the book. It's great. It's it's wonderful, and <laughs> yeah, it's got amazing characters in there, and some of them I would really I would I would love to get smashed with. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you're you're just making the switch to twitch so the 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 push is on now um we're we want to do our best to get kata to 50 so by the time that they make the other requirements of how long they've streamed and how many times they've streamed that they will get that magical email from Twitch that says, hey, you're cool enough for people to be able to support you. You know, we try to support the streamers. Um, you know, the, the the point of this show, Neil has always said, we aren't striving to be the kings, but we enjoy our position as the kingmakers. Do you want to explain that a little bit better, Neil? Yeah, we, we like to bring people on um, that that are, you know that haven't had an awful lot of coverage and and just just as a you know a bump up a leg up. We like to give people a leg up. Easiest, sim- simplest way to put it, we like to give people a leg up, a platform, um, especially when they don't actually have a platform. I mean, you've got a lot of subs. You got more subs on your channel on your YouTube channel than I have on my personal YouTube channel. Um, but because I you don't have a Twitch, only one single video for that. 
There's only one single video that was trending at one point. And I don't know, is the the one where I tell people to not relic Phoenix that just went viral at one point or something and generated so many views. (laughs) Well, I mean, it got you a lot of subs, but uh, Mm -hmm. Twitch is a completely different animal. Uh, it really, really is the, uh, I mean, there are people that are over a thousand on Twitch that only have a few hundred on YouTube. Um, it's a bubble that, that, you know, that it's the two separate bubbles and, and we like to try and be a bridge between the two bubbles so that we can bring somebody from YouTube onto Twitch that might not necessarily have been, uh, that, that, that just doesn't have that reach yet. Um, because once you get past the 50, um, uh, once you get into the Twitch community, other people will um, naturally bring you in through that rating process that I uh, that I explained to you. So you, you'll be live. Um, uh, somebody else will be live coming to the end of their stream. Um, they might see you or they might have viewers that says, oh, um, raid into Qatar. Um, uh, she, she's, she's getting covered on GA Center. She knows her stuff. She's going to be an interesting person to watch because that's what people like on Twitch. They like to see interesting content creators doing GAC because there there are people that stream other aspects Mm -hmm. of the game on Twitch, but GAC is the big one. At any given time, if GAC isn't on, you might find one or two or three people streaming on Twitch. As soon as offense goes live, Regarding GAC, you'll find upwards of 20 people streaming on Twitch all in one go. GAC is the single most streamed game mode for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes on Twitch. So, uh, yeah, um, we're we're, we're putting you out there. Honestly, the most in my opinion right now, it's because, you know, I don't know how it's going to go now that they've done all this restructuring. However, you know, before, what I loved about it is that even at any level, if you're skilled enough, you would be able to figure out how to beat, you know, stronger opponents if you're really good, no matter where you are in the GP. So it's going to be interesting to see how the first, well, once we've got the first month and the statistics start rolling, that's when I think it's going to get interesting mm-hmm. because uh, keeping, you know, maintaining that, maintaining a, um, a high yield of wins to losses is going to get progressively harder. So if you can go one month, uh, 12 and 0 or 11 and 1 or 10 and 2 you're definitely going to be a contender for the future so right. uh, yeah and um at 5 mil you've got what two gls i got two yeah you've got Maybe two in gls a month of, or so i'll have three see i'm at 6 <laughs> mil and i've only got one you are at 5 you've got two gls and a seven star executor so even though you're only in a rhodium at the moment i fully expect to see you in kyber within a few months yeah, facing six GLs. <laughs> I had two, and I only have. I had two until just last week. I had three now. Kata, what what do people when people tune in to you? What are they going to expect? Let, let's uh, let's let's tell people how to what to expect and how to find you here. So first off, what should they expect when they tune in? Um. Well. Um. Obviously, I like to plan out my attacks uh, really well. I try to be as safe as possible, but at the same time, you know, have good fun, um, especially when I'm matched up against someone stronger. Um, There is usually expected to be a lot of profanities when things go right and when things go wrong. (laughs) And uh, 
people seem to enjoy that. I don't know. However, during weekends when uh, when I'll be streaming, obviously it's going to be a family friendly edition. So since I will have kids around me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, generally it uh, should be a really good fun. And uh, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I really do enjoy the community aspect of it. I love reading the chat and, you know, people making suggestions and, you know, maybe raging with me or raging at me or whatever, <laughs> uh, making jokes and all of that and just discussing. It's really nice. Um, you know, after GAC, like last time, I, you know, if there, if, if, if the time allows, I like to do a little bit of conquest, maybe show people a few tips on what I'm using. If maybe that might help out somebody who knows, uh um, and how do people yeah. find you other than other than, you know, looking at the show notes that we have or uh, yes, clicking uh, on the link? If people don't want to click these links and don't want to, you know, if they just want to hear it, tell people how to find you now. Yeah. So it's uh, twitch.tv slash mini uh, underscore kata. How do you spell kata? Oh, God. It's K-T-A-H. There you go. <laughs> Why kata? Because at one point when I was really like digging into anything I could find about the chiss and the ascendancy and anything somewhere along the line, I'm, I can't even find the source now. Um, I saw that one of the like of the rare chiss swear words out there was kata. And I was like, well, I like short names and that's a swear word. This is exactly what I'm going to use. <laughs> <laughs> so so your, your name is a, a chiss swear word, basically. It is, yes. Nice. <laughs> Paul has done that. Paul has done that as well. Paul, uh, Paul did that with his in-game name. Yeah, I did Dank Ferrick for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. But now I'm simply Tepsy Paul Anthony because everybody knows who I am now. Might as well, uh, might as well embrace it. So, Neil, any final questions uh, before we? No, no, no. I've I've asked all I'm going to ask this time around. Let's uh, let let our, let's let our guest get off. All right, Qatar. It... Uh, oh, I sure will. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. Once again. Oh, it sure has been. Yeah. <laughs> we we will. You got to check her out, guys. The, the next big Swaga streamer right here. I'm calling it right now. Coming up in just a moment, the finale, series finale of Helly and the Noob. If you didn't catch it last week, you got to catch it now. And we'll be back for Patreon's choice after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. Hotbot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with additional features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? 
With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena Tracking Bot, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P A T R E O N.com, slash the escape pod, and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to the Escape Podcast. And now, time for something completely shameless. Almost no time has passed since we were last in the presence of our petulant protagonist. The sarcastic, salty Spartan cartoon Hellenics rides one of the many turbo lifts found inside the former Jedi Temple on Coruscant, accompanied by the novice neophyte newbie N00B. Alongside these two space vagabonds is the Turbolift's operator, a blue-collar working stiff non-human sentient who must surely be asking himself, what in space hell has he done to deserve such cruel and inhumane torture as to be in the mere presence of these two space clowns? We now join this trio as this elevator ride nears the end of its journey, upward through the heart of the former Jedi Temple building. Last stop, the headquarters of... TC-14. Are we there yet? Obviously not, Automaton. Don't harass the alien dude, newbie. I'd like us to reach our objective within the next few minutes, alright? <sighs> he said, relax, droid. You'll be there soon. You weren't kidding, human. This droid is just a mechanical version of an overgrown child. Ah, newbie's alright. When he's given a very narrow, super-specific task to focus on. It's when he's left to his own devices that his logic processors start, uh, wandering. As you know, droids weren't built for thinking. Shoot, if they were, there'd be no need for the rest of us. Hey! Meatbag! I'm standing right here, you know. I can hear you. And that wasn't a very nice thing to say. Yeah, yeah, whatever, droid. By now you should know that I'm simply not that nice you sure you guys don't want to stop at any of these floors we're whizzing by before you get off at the top there's a really nice footwear gallery on level 1242 the new guy working that area lefty or dicky or something really cool guy now that's someone people would really enjoy hanging out with on a weekly basis no time for distractions or detours my extraterrestrial friend I have a rat to confront. All right, Alex, you need to stop calling TC-14 a rat. It's rude, it's uncalled for, and it's not what any good person should do. Oh, newbie, 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 newbie. You are such a noob, bro. You don't have anywhere near the same XP as I do. Remember, I've been at this game since day one. You barely just started playing the game. Trust me when I tell you, I know my rats, and at the core of TC-14, there's nothing but a dirty, filthy, stinking rat. You have got to be 
Me. Most infuriating. Person I've ever had to interact with. Linux. Uh, he doesn't seem all that bad, droid. As a matter of fact, your human friend here seems kind of tame, really. I don't know a single person who would describe Linux as tame, Mr. Extraterrestrial, sir. The droid here is just a bit... No, how can I put this? Inexperienced, my alien dude. He doesn't realize what's truly at stake here. He doesn't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. He's naive and thinks, Everybody's always so nice and nobody does anything with any hidden ulterior motives. He hasn't seen what I've seen. He hasn't been where I've been. And he's never had to do what I've had to do. You know what, Linux? Announcer guy is right. You are a blowhard who thinks way too highly of himself. What do you think is going to happen when we reach TC-14 secret layer? I don't know. I guess I'm just going to burst in there and blow that protocol droid's head clean off its chassis with an excessive amount of force lightning. I guess. All right, fellas, you've arrived. Ahem. Ahem. Uh-huh. Uh, Lennox, I think the extraterrestrial is waiting for you to tip him before he opens the door. Cheapskate. Ah, uh, fine. Jeez. <clears throat> Here's one shiny nickel, my extraterrestrial friend. Wow, thanks. I'll be sure not to quit my day job. I guess I'll hurry up and open the old elevator door for you now. You cheapskate. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Linux, I can not believe you actually did that. Come on out, you rat. You cannot be serious. Linux, are you suffering from some kind of malfunction? Wait, are humans even capable of having malfunctions? Quiet, noob. Keep your eyes peeled. That rat's in here somewhere. All right. Meatbag. Why don't you just lower your hand, take a deep breath, let's turn around and go home. Okay? What do you say, huh? There! Homanix, are you trying to bring the entire galactic government down upon us? It's... A miracle! We haven't been apprehended already with the Sith lightning you've been firing off all day. Noob. Mouth shut. Eyes open. There! Dear... R and Jesus, descend from your lofty heights in high roll heaven and guide my Meatbag. friend here to a less volatile state of being. He seems to have lost his marbles. Amen. Wait. Okay, you Greek. Okay, don't shoot. Don't shoot. I'll come out. <laughs> All right, horsebox. You know, GL having mother. I'm here. Now what? Whoa. <laughs> Is that? Yes, noob. That's who's been behind this all along. That is. Mick, I mean, Michael. I, I mean, Mr. Mouse. I, I mean, how do you prefer I address you, sir? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. <laughs> My near non-existent inner circle of friends call me Mick. It's short for Mickey, you know. Mickey? Like Mickey? Rooney? Yeah, yeah, Mickey Rooney. 
Nobody else I know named Mickey. Nope. I can't think of a single one. Anyway, uh, but you, droid, you can call me Mr. Squealerson. <laughs> it is quite the honor, Mr. Squealerson. What? Nope. Did you just say it's an honor to meet this, 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 this rat? What kind of treachery is this? <laughs> What's the problem this time, homeo box? Are you surprised? Don't get your pants in a bunch. Your droid's been licking my butt, I mean my boots, since day one. You're embarrassing me. I'm embarrassing you? <laughs> You've always been an absolute waste of space, horror specs. A complete and utter embarrassment to everyone in the galaxy. <laughs> yes, you are Hellenix. I'm embarrassing you. <laughs> Apparently, you're also a really thick-headed, c**t-faced, brain-dead idiot, horsebox! <laughs> I said... Yes, you are... Meatbag. Alright, that does it. Uh-oh! <laughs> hey! Watch it, Spartan! You almost tickled my b**** with that blast! Oh, don't get me wrong, I do like that kind of action, but I typically prefer it done to me by in third world countries. What happened, you Greek b**** Did I strike a nerve? Wait. Are you worried about your friends? Like your droid here? Your droid and all your friends are under my spell. They'll do whatever I tell them to do. They'll give me all their money, even if it means not paying for their own children's most basic needs. They're putty in my hands. They're slaves to my desires, and they ignore free-to-play losers like you. <laughs> I won't let, let you corrupt, corrupt any more newbies. <laughs> it's too late for that, Dad. Watch this. Newbie? Kill him. He doesn't deserve to be in the same galaxy as you. He doesn't even have a single GL. What in the space hell does he know? Hellenix must die. Now. <laughs> no, 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 you will die. <laughs> oh, hey, that one kind of hurts. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, hey, okay, stop, stop, stop. You're actually causing me some serious pain. Stop that. Let's talk about this. No. No more talking. Now you will... Greedy fool. Only now, at the end, do you begin to understand. Your pathetic cries are no match for the power of the F2P. You are paying the price for your lack of compassion. Newbie, please, uh, please, newbie, help me! And now, you vile rodent, you will die. No! No! Noob, what in space hell do you think you're doing? 
put me down, you nearsighted heap of malfunctioning circuitry. I said put me down. <laughs> Do it, noob. Toss him over the railing. <laughs> noob, why are we heading to the edge of the catwalk? Wait. No. Don't do it. Don't you dare throw me down that bottomless pit. You set me down on the floor this instant, droid. You listen to me. You, you listen to me, you, you, you backstabbing, bootlicking, brainwashed, freeloading, parasitic, spineless, poorly put together NPC. Job, bottom noob. I'll consider tossing you a free CWC shard for your troubles. <laughs> and who the f are you growling at, bottom? <laughs> you have sixty seconds to get out of my sight. If you do not vacate the immediate vicinity before then, you will be fired upon and eliminated. You now have 45 seconds to comply. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get it. You want three CWC shards? <laughs> you now have 30 seconds to comply. <laughs> oh, well, f me. This NPC isn't around, is he? <laughs> Fifteen seconds. <laughs> okay. I'm getting the out of here. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the end of the show. Yes, it's Patreon's choice. We've had a good show. We had a good guest. Amazing good show. show. Amazing work. guest. This has been yeah. this has been, been a good show today. Yeah. And yes, I love I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Patreon's choice, where if you are a Patreon, you could sign up at patreon.com slash the escape pod. No cast. The escape pod on Patreon. And in our Discord server, we allow the Patreons to ask a question. Anything goes, and we enjoy it's AMA style questions. Yep. Anything you can ask us anything. And uh, also, if you are a viewer and you've accumulated enough channel points, you can also uh, do the do that live during our Twitch streams. So, if you have the required channel points, you may ask a question as well, AMA style, as Neil said. Zaz is the only one so far that has put out a uh, put out some questions for us. Neil, the first question from Zaz: You are kidnapped by the CIA and wake up on a desert island with only a knife and ten feet of rope. How long do you think that you would survive? Until somebody rescued me, you'd be able to make it. Yeah, yeah, I'd be at a make. See, I've got ten feet of rope. The only thing is, uh, the only thing that I would uh, 
as as long as I would survive is how long it would take me to make a noose because I could not handle being out there as long as as long as it would be. Number two, you're gonna uh, you're going to a fancy dress party and a rich friend offers to buy your costume for you. Money is no issue. What costume do you choose? Um. I, I would do the um I would do the uh, um oh any any costume any, money is no object any, any costume, costume money is no object if it was any costume money is no object I, I would have to go for something like really elaborate like Iron Man okay I can see that I I, I would because I I would I would just because it's it's a it's a full suit you know it's a full suit you know and and the beauty with the uh, the the full suit and full suited and booted costumes is you can do whatever you want you can get away with so much when nobody knows who you are that yeah you could have some serious fun with that i mean if it had to be star wars i would go with a grievous if it was a star yeah okay you just star you just related. took mine you just took oh mine i was going to say i would i would do i would do as best of a grievous as i could and get those you know those leg sleeves that kind of make your legs disappear so you could do the proper droid um, yeah. droid legs sticking out mm -hmm. yeah so if it had to be star wars related i would go with grievous but if it if it could be any cosplay uh, you know, and money is no object. I would go with, uh, I would go with an Iron Man, definitely. All right. Um, so number three, if you could revamp a character in Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes with a new Omicron ability, what what character and what would the ability do, and and in what game would mode would it activate? I'm going to stop you there, Neil, because this is going to be part of our year end show that we have we're going to talk about things that happened during the year and things that we'd like to see during the year so we'll we're going to save that one for the new year's eve show which is also our season finale mm -hmm. so. okay all right um number four who would you like to see as the next light side and dark side galactic legends for me it would be light side hondo and dark side hondo uh, I think the I think the I think next year's GLs light side and dark side are going to be Thrawn and Ezra Bridger. Uh, see, I can see that, but I also am starting. To, I'm I've been, you know, I, you know that I don't like to to hope and pray on what I see other people say in the I guess the dirt sheets, if you will, Neil, but. The fact that people are saying that Ezra might have turned Thrawn to the light side. I'm wondering if that might be true in the Ahsoka show that Thrawn would join. Thrawn would end up, you know, becoming good. And then we would yeah, see no. a light side Thrawn. Nah, it's not. It's not going to happen. We're going to get. G, we're going to get GL Thrawn in 20. We're going to get GL Thrawn in 2022. And then we'll get um, we'll get an Ezra Bridger because I think we'll get Ezra in um, the Ahsoka show. Um, I think we'll get Thrawn at the end of the Book of Boba anyway. I'm relatively certain of that. Um, it, it's just it. I just it's 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 in the cards, you know. I, I've seen it seen it in my crystal balls. Um, Thrawn um, 
and Ezra Bridger. Definitely. Okay. Those are the two. I, I've been saying that since the, the you know, since I knew that the Ahsoka show was coming. I've been saying Thrawn as the GL, as one of the GLs for 2022 since, you know, before we even got Vader. Um, um, cause we all knew that Vader was coming cause it was like telegraphed. We got, <laughs> we got, we got JMK and it was like, yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. It's going to be Lord Vader. And everybody was right. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'll be right. It will be, it will be thrown as the, G- the first GL of 2022. All right. Um, next question come, uh, comes from Hellenix. Is this how one would spend, would use their channel points to ask a question? Yes. Yes, that is how yes. people use their channel points to ask a question. Next one comes from Dr. Feelgood. What one song sums up who you are in a nutshell? Um, I would say yeah, the, the, it would be um, um, the the theme tune to, um, oh, what's that bloody song? I'm trying to, hang on a minute. I, I, I answer yours. I'll, I need to get the artist and the actual title. Uh, for me, uh, you're going to laugh. It's a song by Creed. Um, the song by Creed is Stand Here With Me. Okay. It's, I've got I've got mine now. Okay. I know. So my, mine is Hey Now You're a Rockstar by Smash Mouth. All you mean All Star by Smash Mouth. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. get your game on go play? Yeah. Really? That yeah, that's that is that is so we both have me. terrible bands as our songs that sum sum us up as a, in a nutshell, but good songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, just just it, you know, uh, it, it was the soundtrack to uh, it was the theme song to uh, uh, Mystery Men, <laughs> and 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 I could see myself, you know, I could see myself. As I could have told man. you that you didn't need to Google that. I could have, I could, I could quite comfortably see myself as a mystery man, definitely. All right, going nerdy ass. What one force power do you personally have? Want to have? Oh, for, uh, what, what oh, force okay. power would you want to have? I think the ability to read minds. No, I, I would like the ability to manipulate weak-minded people. Okay. Because then I'd be able to control every politician in the world. <laughs> remember, remember, you the 17th of December. You don't want to implement that policy. I don't want to implement that policy. <laughs> You don't want to pass that legislation. I don't want to pass that legislation because it only works on weak-minded people, you know, and they're all weak-minded people. Now, all right. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, Dark Phoenix Sniper, who is a very, very good friend of this show, uh, created Swaga Sheets um, with the help of, of some wonderful, wonderful people. Um, he is happy to report that you now if you are evaluating opponents or evaluating your guild it is now possible for you to see who has put omicrons on players so that is going to be a huge huge advantage for guild management and all that so uh congratulations uh dps for for getting that all taken care of pop the waza took it over from Cronolo. you are correct you are correct 
Um, so thank you very much for that. Uh, what do you have coming up on the Escape Podcast Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash escape podcast? GAC. Going to be doing lots that. and lots of GAC. <laughs> Going to be doing anything else. No, nothing else. Just GAC. I have lots of accounts. What about GA so. Center? Not GA Center, of course, but okay. GA Center is not till next week. That, that I would, but that's next week. It's going to happen. Yeah, GA, GA Center will be next week. All right. So yeah. you guys want to make sure you see all the new people, including our guest, Kata. Mm-hmm. Um, see all the new people and the new format of how everything's going to look. It's yeah, it's going to be yeah. fun. You know, I'll, I'll have time to play with graphics, Neil. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. Uh, for Christy and I, we will be doing more of... We finished the Lego movie video game. We are on to Lego The Hobbit. Um, inching very, very closer to the one that I know you want to see, which is Lego Dimensions, that has Gremlins and Beetlejuice and Back to the Future and Portal. <laughs> all those games all included in there, including a Midway Arcade um and level itself as well which is gonna be amazing uh we're looking forward to that that'll all happen on twitch.tv slash vault 37 studios uh but i may have some time on my hands coming up where i'm gonna start uh um you know warming up the band for you neil we'll raid Mm -hmm. somebody else that'll raid back to you it'll be fun (laughs) yep so um here also on Escape Podcast on Twitch, we'll have that going. <sighs> Finally, uh, this is our last live show. We want to, uh, I think I speak for Neil and I when we wish everybody, if you guys are on vacation and you don't catch the shows until after the new year, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Happy New Year. It, we're very excited to have you as listeners, as viewers, as, uh, you know, virtual partakers of our media. And you know what? That That's the best present. Just enjoying what we do. We thank you for that. If, uh, if I do say so myself, Neil. Yes. You, and you do say so yourself. But what do you say? I say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everybody. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. We'll say it again in the pre-records. And we, will, we will say that as well when it comes time. Next week, we interview Santa. And then the following week, Taliana will be our, our scheduled guest where we'll review the year that was a Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and where we think that 2022 will take us. Neil, anything else before we cut up, call it off for tonight? No, I'm good to go, mate. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being you. Be nice to each other, damn it. Neil? Push the button. Don't mind if I do. What's going on? Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods! Close down the circuits! Evacuate the zoo! Southern's coming back to the planet and activated! Abandon ship! We're 
friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, boo boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs>